Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. I am your host, Sia Knight. And today I have a wonderful, wonderful guest, Miss Christine Travis, Ms. Mrs. Miss. We're going to find out more about that. Christine Travis. And before we get started on the subject, the topic of today, Christine, what are three things that people should know about you? Okay, I'm so glad we just, I'm so glad you helped me come up with these because I would have, <laughs> if you've asked me that, I honestly, you would have been stuck here and the, the air would have been so dead for so long. <laughs> so I love the little prompt you gave me as far as like a, my go-to party trick or something like that. And I, I'm very proud of this skill and I, it would not have come up. So I have a wicked goalie shot when it comes to playing foosball. So, um, yes, I am, I am exceptional actually at foosball and, and my goalie shot has brought grown men to tears. So yes, there's that. So that's one, two, um, I am, and hopefully we won't hear him during this, um, conversation. I have, uh, Eddie is my, uh, I have an African, a South African Mastiff. So he is just over a year old and he is pushing about 160 right now. So I tired him out and he is sleeping outside of my office door. And so the goal is he stays asleep during this and doesn't knock my door down basically because he can. Oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then, right. And then third, um, and I know this kind of bridges into what we're going to be talking about today, but I am a divorce coach, but I like to say that. I'm the most hopeless romantic and pro healthy marriage divorce coach you could ever meet. So, you know, there is, it is what I do, but I, I truly believe in marriage. So it's, it's a good thing. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. You have piqued my interest a little bit, Christine. So today when we, when we, talked about what the subject for today would be. Um, I wanted to someone to talk about divorce and I looked at your information and what really struck me was the fact that you talk about an amicable divorce. That is your goal. That is your calling. That's your mission. So I want to know, because you know, here with Lessons in Savvy Living, I interview real women who share real stories and real lessons. What is your story around divorce and perhaps an amicable divorce? And just lay it all out for me, Christine. I'm listening because I want to hear this. <laughs> okay. So um, it, was, it was over seven years ago. So it was right before my 40th birthday. My ex-husband and I made the decision to get a divorce. And it was, we had done therapy. It was, it was a well thought out thing. And I had it really easy. No one did anything shady. No one, there was no cheating. So having an amicable divorce, we both decided we were, the focus was going to be on the kids and we were going to keep it amicable. And people use that word when they're going through a divorce all the time. But I, I did not have a shadow of doubt that we would be able to do it. It, it was a no brainer. And so fast forward, about three weeks or four weeks into the divorce process and rumors started to spread a misunderstanding turned to mistrust before we knew it all communication broke down 
he lawyered up. So then I went and lawyered up and I made sure I got a pit bull of a divorce lawyer because I'm going, if, if you bring something at me, I'm going to double down. And so it went to hell in a handbasket just like that. And it, I, it broke my heart. I did not see how we were going to get past this. And I had had an experience with my mom when she, so she passed away 10 years ago and, um, her marriage to my father was really, it's, it wasn't, there was no abuse, the kid, nothing, nothing like that. But those were two people that shouldn't have been married and they fought like two people who shouldn't be married. And so I have my company logo, it's One Life Strategy, but it has a paper airplane. And I get asked this and I'll have people hit me up um, out of the blue that are like marketing people mm-hmm. trying to tell me I need to change my logo. And I'm like, no, I actually don't. You've done no research on me and no idea why that's important. And so when my parents, when I was a kid and they would fight so terribly, mm-hmm. I was the oldest. We would make paper airplanes. My brother and sister would decorate them. I would write messages trying to get them to stop fighting. And we had a split level house. So I could sneak out to like the den and I could get a aerial view of where they would fight. And I would, I was in charge of like our aerial defense and we would shoot airplanes to try to get them to stop fighting. And so I had that in the back of my mind that I desperately did not want my children to grow up with that sort of household, whether it was divorced or not. And then when my mom had passed away and we were um, boxing up all of her belongings, my siblings and I came across in her office, it was this box of um, like keepsakes, but the opposite of keepsakes, like angry sakes, things you would hold on to, to hold on to resentment, not let go, to hold on to the past. And, and it, it was all about my father and it, it had nothing to do with any sort of love or things she felt. So it's not like she held on to those feelings, Mm -hmm. but she, you could tell she was so angry and resentful of how the divorce played out. And Mm -hmm. I truly believe cancer doesn't run in our family. What she had, I, I genuinely believe the resentment and like this festering anger prevent was like an infection. And I feel like it left her susceptible to the cancer that eventually took her life. So we promised my kids, we would have a nice divorce. I had the added visual of what terrible fighting was like for me as a child and how that stuck with me. And then losing my mom at such an early age, I, I had to get this divorce amicable. And so at the time I did small business strategy and I did some life coaching and things like that. And so I stopped thinking about it as my divorce. And I started thinking about it as a client, as a business, as what would I do if this is the end result and it's not what I want. It's what I need to accomplish Uh and taking that from a, it's a goal versus it's a necessity really did this little shift in my mind. And so I was able to develop strategies and put them to use and was able to take our, I call it our nuclear divorce. And I was able to bring it back to nice. And Uh that's what got me started doing this now. 
Wow, that's amazing. Um, so it was a two-prong kind of uh, interest. Your your experience as a child, and mm-hmm. then your personal kind of experience going through your own divorce. So using those two things, you have now on the third level, you have helped other women kind of try to get to this amicable divorce this yeah. whole this whole thing and well but before hold on i want to find out how your divorce happened and, and and ended up at the end so you went from nuclear to nice and you're yeah. good now yeah it's been seven years i'm yeah we got divorced when i was 40 i'm 47 it's been seven years and we're good to go yeah it's well, and it's great like to be able to have open communication so and I'll have clients who end up becoming best friends and I enjoy healthy boundaries and respect. <laughs> and uh-huh. I've had some that it's everyone's amicable divorce is going to look different. I had a, class, a, a couple who had to exchange children, like the drop off and pick up uh-huh. had to be in a public setting. They could not go into people's houses. And now uh-huh. they are able to do that. And instead of basically telling each other to F off when they would see each other, Mm -hmm. they give each other a little head nod. I call that amicable. You look at where you're starting from and where they've gotten to, that's a win. Everyone's divorce is going to look different. And so is everyone's amicable divorce, but ours is healthy boundaries, respect. And like for Easter, he came over because we're under quarantine and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And he works from home. So it was easy for him to come over and you know he and my son were playing darts and we had some beer and happy easter i mean i don't it wasn't it wasn't an easter egg hunt we played with darts <laughs> but it it is what it is so yeah it's good wow that's that's fascinating well my my next question to you is then what do you do as a divorce coach are you an attorney? Are you a mediator? What do you do? And if I were, now I, I have been there too. I just want to go ahead and disclose. I am also a divorcee. Yeah. Shout out to um, those sisters and brothers in arms who have been through uh, that tough, tough time. But a divorce coach, where, when would I have called you and said, Hey, you know what? I need help. Yes. Okay. So I, joke, but I think it's true. You can put coach in front of anything nowadays and do it, whether you're good at it or not, that's one thing. But to me, for me as a divorce coach, I, I call it, I don't do therapy. I do strategy. So I am not a therapist and I am not a lawyer. That, that is a different wheelhouse. Lawyers manage divorces. I help people manage their emotions. So their emotions don't derail their divorce goals is how I would describe it. So as far as when you would talk to someone, I think I didn't answer your question. It's the sooner, the better in all honesty. I mean, most divorces, especially with children, they truly are going to try to keep it amicable or a little, maybe not rainbows and lollipops and becoming best friends, but their goal is not to destroy their children's childhood. And so, but what I have found, it's usually within the first 90 days that, and I call it almost amicable. So many almost amicable divorces derail within the first 90 days. So if I can get a hold of one of them or both of them um, before that 90 day period is the sweet spot. 
But I also say too, you can always, I've worked with clients who are already divorced and wanted to strengthen and work on their co-parenting partnership and stuff like that too. So I think you can always improve a divorce. The process of a divorce is temporary. You know, you're going to go through the process. You're going to file the paperwork. There's lawyers, there's all that. But once that divorce is over, it lasts a lifetime. So you're, especially when kids are involved, the co-parenting, I was joking with my ex, I was trying to work on this quote. I never quite got it right, but I was trying to come up with something clever. It's like a divorce is temporary. Co-parenting lasts a lifetime. And he was like, no, it doesn't. It's when they turn 18. And I'm like, oh my God, you, you're exactly what I'm trying to get. And he didn't mean it mean. He just, in his mind, co-parenting was child support. Uh But that's not what it is. Co-parenting is marriages, grandbabies being born, especially, you know, all of that. So there's, it's never too late to try to improve your divorce or co-parenting partnership, I think. Oh, good. So now I I get it. So it is, you are kind of a neutral party or does one person usually contact you and say, hey, we need some work around our family, our former family, and then you kind of work with everyone. Um, so okay, you're not like so, really representing one person or the other. Right. So usually it's one person. And I think a lot of times amicable divorces, if you're waiting for them both to be on the same page, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. There's a reason y'all are getting divorced. You know, I, I like to say people haven't been on the same page, how they haven't even been reading the same book. So to get both parties to agree on, yes, this is exactly what we're going to do to have an amicable divorce. This is who we're going to work with that you'd be stuck. So it's usually one person will contact me and we talk about their goals and then we start developing the strategies that they can use to, you just, one person has to take that first step. And there's a quote by Dr. Phil where it is what it is, but he says, um, every relationship needs a hero. And I truly believe every divorce needs a hero. And it takes a hero to take the first step, the 10th step, the 20th step, however many steps it takes to start getting that amicable divorce, like get the wheels rolling and to get it, accomplish it. And eventually the spouse, the ex-spouse, the soon to be ex, they get on board. It just takes some time. I love that. I love that whole idea. And I'd heard the Dr. Phil quote about, you know, relationships needing a hero, but every divorce needs a hero. I love that. And I love that thought because um, just even in the most um, benign of circumstances, there's just a lot of hurt still. Uh, There's just hurt. There's hurt. There's pain. There's embarrassment. There's fear. There's so many things. Yes, I right. agree. So I think that that could be powerful for um, usually there are women who are watching this um, Lessons in Savvy Living, but whoever's watching this, if that can be something that you can take ownership of and take a hold of, like, I, I want to be the hero. Hey. Yeah, it's not only ownership, it's pride. You, I have, I am so happy and proud of what I've accomplished. And it's, you're allowed to be proud of being your own divorce hero. I think it's something to be proud of. 
I love it. And I also love the idea that it's not just maybe right after the divorce or right after that you need to still kind of renegotiate the terms of what it looks like for your your family, even though it's the, it, it looks different, you're still family. Yeah. So that's- Yes. And there's maintenance. There's things. There's fine tuning because things will change. What works and what has created this amicable divorce for you and it lasts for six months, nine months, something new might come in that dating starts to happen Mm -hmm. or kids start to drive or there's things that have to be reassessed. And so it's, it's always being fine tuned or maintenance, but it can be done. Okay. So it's renegotiating the terms of the relationship, the terms of the family. It doesn't mean that one person is pining over the other, like, oh, I just, you know, I want to just have some time and uh, no. No, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I'm all into it. I'm like, absolutely. You are correct. (laughs) Right. Because I think that some of us who have been divorced, some of us kind of um, decrease contact in a way to send a message to the former spouse like hey listen I you know this has happened so I'm gonna let you do your thing I'm gonna leave you alone and but that's not necessarily the best thing especially if there are children involved because yeah and there's boundaries there's things that are gonna be figured out and so I had this it's a little trick but with um like texting and stuff because sometimes people are heartbroken. Sometimes a divorce is happening and one of them really doesn't want it to happen. So I always say as a coach, I'm there to meet you where you are and get you where you want to be. And so where an individual is, is so different from one to the other. But as far as contacting and stuff goes, and I, I was, it wasn't even thinking of saying this, but I, I'll use myself as an example. So, um, I changed, I immediately changed my ex-husband's name in my phone. It was just co-parent Steve. That's his first name, Steve. So it was just co-parent Steve. And I changed his ringtone because we were going to be texting back and forth from time to time about the kids. But when I started dating, when things were going on, there was nothing more annoying. You know that excitement when you're waiting to hear from one, whether it's from a friend or it's from someone you're interested in and you're like, oh, this is so great. Here they are. And then I would pick up my phone and it was from him. Oh, Even though it was a completely <laughs> valid, helpful, even helpful text. I was so annoyed. Like my response was like, man, this is thanks, whatever. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And so changing the ringtone so that I, cause he's someone who would always be texting me for the rest of my life because of our children. Right. He has a ringtone. So I know when he texts, it's like, Oh, it's their dad. Okay. Kids, you can go take a look. What did your dad just say to me? Or if I'm in the middle of cooking chicken, I know it can wait a hot second while I wash my hands and get to it. So there's, the communication is still there, but I've also set up little mini boundaries or little things to kind of put that in its box or its place where it doesn't intermingle with other things. I love that. I just, I, I love that. And I love the idea of that. And I love the idea of him being co-parent Steve yep. because, you know, especially right after divorce, you're like, well, who is he? He's my hus- ex-husband. He's the, my kid's 
father, the, and you know, it gets, you get kind of tongue-tied sometimes. Yeah. But I like co-parent. Mm-hmm. Co-parent Steve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it sounds like you've been through a lot in a lot of different ways when it comes to divorce, when it comes to um, now amicable divorce. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned through all of your experiences? Okay. And this is one that I tell my clients and it's tied with a few others, but this one I, is the one that I think is, it affects so many divorces. And it's that same, there's that same people will try to live vicariously through you. Mm-hmm. I truly believe people try to divorce vicariously through you. What? Come on, yeah. tell me, talk to okay. me about this. <laughs> How, okay. So you got divorced. So maybe, did you notice like the second people found out you were getting divorced, they could not wait to tell the worst case scenarios, divorce horror stories, the secondhand legal advice that they heard from their second cousins, brothers, best friends, girlfriend. It's like everyone has an opinion to share, but none of it has to do with your divorce. It doesn't have to do with your goals. It has to do with everything they've experienced in theirs. And they're bringing all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly, and are bringing it and dropping it off in your lap for you to sift through at the most emotional, painful time of your life. There you go. It's like, here's all the worst case scenarios that could possibly go wrong. Enjoy that. And good luck with your amicable divorce. It's not helpful. So that's one of the biggest ones. And I, it's just one of those things where I always try to say that, okay, there's this analogy I use. I made it up. So I don't, I don't even know if it's an analogy, but I have my front yard and I always can see it from my office and I have the worst, worst luck with grass. I am excellent with plants. Mm -hmm. I am excellent with gardening, but lawn care, it's, it's just not in my wheelhouse. And so I was sitting here like, this is, I was trying to make an excuse to not do a Facebook live thing. And I was like, what can I do? And I'm like, I could go work in the yard. What am I trying to do here? (laughs) But as I was looking at it, I'm like, I need to ask for help. Well, if I needed help, would I go to the neighbor's house that has the nicest yard? Or would I go to the yard that has, is the worst yard on the block? And of course, I'm going to go talk to the person that clearly has the nicest yard because that's who I want to learn from. Well, when it comes to divorce, unfortunately, there's not a ton of positive, forward-focused support out there. And so I don't, it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. When I have clients that once they talk to me, they're like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I started off acting this way and doing this. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't know any better. Right. You, you were surrounded by negativity and there's the same where focus goes, energy flows. If all you're focusing on, because everyone is dropping all this negativity in your lap, of course your divorce is going to take a negative turn. Wow. That's where I am at. So, oh my goodness, this has been, this is enlightening. And I think it's going to be very, very helpful to people to help to kind of reframe divorce. And either if you're in the early stages of it, or if it's been several years, it's really trying to kind of uh, make sure that you develop a relationship ultimately that works for the whole family. So I love that. 
Thank you. Thank you. So, so it's great. So if people wanted to contact you, Miss Christine, and they said, hey, listen, I got some divorce stuff I want help with. I want coaching. Where would they find you? The best thing to do is to go to my website. So it's One Life Strategies. It's the number one life strategy because you only have one life and I help with the strategies to make it the best you possibly can. Wonderful. So they go to One Life Strategy and they would contact you? Yep. There's ways to schedule office hours. You can, and it's, any calls are free when just to like say hi and schedule a time to chat. There's, I have an online course where you can look and see at pricing. There's packages for coaching. Um, everything you need to get a hold of me and to see what I offer is there. And if you have an, if you see something I don't offer and you're like, lady, why are you not doing this? Well then just book a call and tell me what you want and I'll make it happen. Wonderful. That's great. So thank you. I, this was a ton of fun, Christine. I'm so happy that you agreed to show up to my show and, and bless the audience with the information about how to have um, a happier relationship and then happier individual. Yes. You're a happy individual as well. Yes, because that's the whole thing too is once you have that amicable divorce, it lets you move forward. and that circles back to my mom where I feel like she never got to really step forward into her new life because she was tormented by how the divorce went. And she just always second guessed coulda, woulda, shoulda, I should have done this. I should have stuck it to him this way or, you know, so letting that go. And like you said, reframing and moving forward so mm -hmm. you can have like the next chapter of your life is something amazing. Wonderful. Well, this was amazing, Christine. Thank you so much for being a guest here on Lessons in Savvy Living. Thank and you for having me. No problem. And everyone, that's it for this episode. And until next time, everybody, stay savvy. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.